Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Of Lent 2023, and I want to bring you today a reflection on the readings that are uh, in the liturgy of today for Ash Wednesday. So let's pray together, let's read those readings, and let's have a great beginning to an intensely spiritual Lent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this season, a season that calls us afresh to repentance, urgent repentance, for the salvation not only of our ourselves, but of our nation, and indeed of the world. Bless your church, Lord, with holiness above all. Because if we are great, it is because we are holy and because we have a relationship with you in your son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of our sins, for the renewal and regeneration by the Holy Spirit, for living as a new creation and for possessing even now that eternal life which conquers the grave itself. Enable us, Lord, to understand the journey on which we are about to embark in this spiritual season and let us drink deeply of its fruits. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. And as we go through this, uh, this um, time of reflection on the scriptures, friends, leave your prayer intentions because um, during the season of Lent, we intensify the amount of time we spend in prayer. Let's pray for one another very explicitly. Let us know how we can pray for you and we'll all do that together. Let's listen to this reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing, offerings and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, proclaim a fast, call an assembly, gather the people, notify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with the nations ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. Let's sing Psalm 51. It is the psalm of repentance. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. 
Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Let us listen to this reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ. As if God were appealing through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together, then we appeal to you, not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And brothers and sisters, today the gospel reading comes from the gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, and reads as follows. Jesus said to his disciples, take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that may, they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your heavenly Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. Brothers and sisters, these are powerful readings that are offered today on Ash Wednesday, 
the beginning of the season of Lent, the beginning of a journey towards the celebration of the most important events of human history and of salvation history, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Days and weeks now preparing for the celebration of Easter, the central mystery of our faith. It's a time, therefore, when we look at ourselves and say we must be more ready to welcome these events that have not only taken place in the past but that are essential to our present today our relationship with God and to our future in life with him forever the death and resurrection of Christ define who we are Religion is not simply about remembering those things. It's about celebrating them here and now, that we are connected with and transformed by those events and that they shape our lives moving forward and lead us to actual resurrection from the dead ourselves. These are such central mysteries. These are, this is such a profound foundation of our very lives that Celebrating it requires us to be purified. To get ready to celebrate these events means that we have to look at how well we're receiving them. It's a matter of receiving grace from the Lord, receiving life and transforming power from his spirit, and therefore wanting not just to remember, but to receive more effectively now than ever before. This is what Lent does. We prepare to celebrate, as the liturgy tells us, we prepare to celebrate the Paschal Mysteries with mind and heart renewed. Lent begins with the imposition of these ashes. And two different formulas, two different sets of words can be used by the priest or minister who imposes the ashes. One of them is, remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return. The other one is, turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel. Brothers and sisters, we might ask about the first formula. Why are we thinking about such gloomy things as we begin the season of Lent? You are dust, and to dust you shall return. Brothers and sisters, remember that when those words are said, the ashes are placed on our head. They are placed there in the form of a cross. What that means is, in recognizing that we are dust to dust, ashes to ashes, we recognize that, not with the despair of the pagans who do not believe in eternal life, but we recognize that death itself that our lowliness, this is, by the way, the meaning of the word humility. It's rooted in a, a word that means the, the soil of the ground. We are from the dust. That death has been transformed. The fact that it's imposed in the form of a cross reminds us that we do not simply accept dying. It is transformed in Jesus Christ. We accept him. And in him, 
We live, in him we die, in him we rise again. The reason for remembering that we are dust is that we have to, again, as we were already explaining, accept him more profoundly, accept him more deeply by realizing that he is God, we are nothing by ourselves. But that God who is everything to us has come to us, and hence the cross. He came to us, he gave himself for us, and through that cross, he destroyed the power of death. To dust we return, but then to life we return. To resurrection we return. And that brings us to the other formula, turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel. You realize that if the priest says those words to us when he gives us the ashes today, he's telling us to do something that is humanly impossible. Sin has such a power over us. Temptation so regularly deceives us. Being faithful to the gospel, if we understand the demands of the gospel, is not able to be accomplished by human strength alone. But that, again, is where those words can be understood only in the light of the fact that they're being said while the cross is being traced on our forehead. Because it's in the cross that we find the only strength, the only possibility of being able to live out those words. Turn away from sin? How? Because the power of sin was nailed to the cross. Be faithful to the gospel? How? Because through the cross, we've been given the Holy Spirit, and he lives in us and loves through us and raises us above our weakness. You know, this is the meaning of Lenten repentance. When we say turn away from sin, it's not just, well, let me think about the list of my sins. Okay, I have to do better. I have to stop lying. I have to stop uh, cheating. I have to stop uh, getting angry or impatient with somebody. We all have the lists of sins that we find ourselves confessing over and over again. But the repentance that Lent calls us to includes all that, but goes far, far deeper. And think about it again in terms of that that line that is spoken to us on Ash Wednesday. It means a turning around of our entire mind, a renewal of the entire way we think. Be faithful to the gospel. Brothers and sisters, that means we look at life in such a way that says we are blessed if we are persecuted, in a way that says we pray for our enemies and we love them in a way that says we renounce our possessions. Not that we're filled with joy the more and more we get, but that we're filled with joy the more and more free we are from what we get, the more we give away. The paradox of taking up our cross every day and following Jesus, be faithful to the gospel. It means a whole way of thinking where we say, he is the most important person in my life and I will be faithful to him sooner than I will be loyal to anybody else. The Lord says to us we must love him more than we love our friends, our family, ourselves. Turning away from sin, being faithful to the gospel, means our whole way of looking at reality is transformed. That we go to the lowly and the weak. That we live the parables and we live the parable of the Good Samaritan that we not be afraid to stop 
to help the one who fell in with the robbers and is victimized on the side of the road that we do not walk by, but we stop and we help that person, that we not ignore Lazarus begging for scraps at the table, but that we respond to the Lazarus of our day asking for our help. Be faithful to the gospel means a transformation of the way we think, the way we look at reality, the way we live, our priorities, our choices, our perseverance. Brothers and sisters, in particular, repenting this Lent means awakening again to the greatest injustice of our times. Waking up and responding to the one who is there at the side of the road, the one who is begging at our table, the unborn child. And that's why it's appropriate at the beginning of Lent that so many pro-life people go out to the abortion facilities and commit to do so throughout Lent at so many different places for these 40 days. Praying there, witnessing there, and witnessing throughout our week, throughout our day, to the reality of our brothers and sisters who are still in the womb and whose right to life itself is not adequately protected. In some places, thanks to the reversal of Roe versus Wade, and this is the first Lent since that reversal, that protection has been indeed restored in some places. In other places, still not yet. And so we resolve to work to continue to advance that protection, to continue to insist on that protection, to continue to provide that protection. If we're not aware of our brothers and sisters in need and responsive to their needs, we're not being faithful to the gospel. Lent tells us, turn away from sin, be faithful to the gospel, and in the cross of Jesus Christ, you have the strength to do exactly that. This is what Lent accomplishes in us, brothers and sisters. We see things more clearly. We see things from God's perspective. Why? Because we have to spend more time in prayer, more time reading his word. And that increases the clarity of our sight. That increases the depth of our understanding. And by giving up something for Lent, we practice turning away from sin. It's not that the things we give up are necessarily bad. We give up many good things during Lent. Maybe somebody will give up candy for Lent or dessert or some other favorite thing or activity. It's not because that thing is bad. It's because we're practicing saying no to ourselves and yes to God. So that when indeed the thing that is attracting us is evil, we'll have more strength to say no to it as we must all the time, not just during a special period like Lent. Let's embrace this special time. Not all time is equal. God is always with us. But there are special times when his grace comes even more powerfully, and this is one of them. These readings are so... Powerful with the urgency. Now is the day of salvation, Paul says. And the prophet Joel, he's proclaiming loudly that it's time for the people to come together 
and realize that there's an emergency on our hands. We have betrayed, we have sinned the Lord against the Lord, and it's now time to set up, like, it's like setting up a great firewall or setting up a, 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 a gigantic dam to protect us against the tidal wave. Proclaim a fast, gather this assembly, notify the congregation, and say, spare us, O Lord, spare us from our sins and the effect of our sins. Let's take that urgency to heart. Hurry up and repent. Hurry up and bring about that new mindset that comes from even a deeper understanding of the Gospels, from an even deeper life of prayer. Let's begin anew and let us rejoice in the God who comes to save us. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the beginning of this season. We intercede now for all the people who are joined with us in prayer, all the people who have expressed their prayer intentions and hold them also in the silence of their hearts. Bless all those who during this season will be preparing to receive the new life of Christ for the first time in baptism. We ask that this final phase of their journey towards the, that sacrament will be fruitful in a time of great growth in their understanding of your word and their readiness to receive your spirit. And bless all of us who at Easter will be asked to renew the vows of our baptism. May we vigorously reject sin and Satan and all his works and all his empty promises including the empty promise of abortion and the whole mindset behind it. Purify us and purify our society of this evil and of everything, O oh God, that offends you. And we now bring our prayers and praises together by offering the words Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay, friends, well, we'll be talking to you uh, throughout the day. Look for our broadcasts later on, including our Praying for America program and our other broadcasts, our prayer broadcast at 3. Have a blessed Lent. We'll be talking to you each day, of course. And um, tonight I'll be flying to Arizona, taking part in the Arizona March for Life. You'll see that tomorrow. On, uh, on our social media uh, channels. God bless, we'll be praying for you and talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.